Tiger fans, welcome to a special edition of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I'm your host, the Corey C. And joining me today, we have Charles Bishop and Christopher Darrell Neely. How are you guys doing? All right, doing well, doing well. Always excited to join on the podcast with you guys, but not to, not today. I'm not particularly excited, only because of you know the reason why we're here. Obviously, some unforeseen circumstances going on in the world. Not you know not just with Jack State, but you know throughout the world and how it's affecting us in our personal lives and you know potentially at our jobs. But it's also starting to affect the I love. So we wanted to bring you guys on to talk through it. Sure, sure thing. Uh, it's, it is uncharted waters, man. This is unprecedented, it, it, at least in you know our lifetime and lifetime of the listening audience. So we just all got to navigate our way through it. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, it is completely surreal. I mean, um, you take a look, and I and I was trying to think, Corey, today about uh, I guess times in in, in history where the sporting world has stopped. And, of course, we all lived through 9-11. Uh, but, you know, uh, even after, you know, the, the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, November 22nd, 1963, uh, the NFL played two days afterwards. Right. Uh, and I went back to Pearl Harbor, uh, De- December 7th, 1941. And, you know, the, the NFL championship was played two weeks before the actual uh, Pearl Harbor event happened. So this is, like Chris said, it is uncharted, it is surreal, and, you know, it's <laughs> unprecedented. And, indeed, I agree. And, you know, and and, and one thing about it, uh, uh, Charles, the, the events you mentioned, I, I don't want to say they were, you know, they were isolated because they certainly had a far-reaching impact into people's personal lives, politics, and the economy. But when the event happened, there was no follow-up event. Like, for instance, with 9-11, nothing happened on 9-12 or 9-13. There were no subsequent right. attacks. Same thing with Pearl Harbor right. uh, or, a great or point. the Kennedy assassination. The, the issue with this is that that really makes us uncharted. There is no end game. Like, we don't know how long this is going to last. It's the unknown. There, there's right. some sports who have, who have already scratched their season. But arguably, we could be in the same position when pro sports, as far as football or even college football, comes back. You know, we we don't know. Right. Yeah, that's the thing that's about it. It's it, it, it's it's constantly changing. Like I've been glued to my phone. It seems like every few minutes is just a new development, and it's like you know, when is this thing gonna end? How is this thing gonna end? But you know, as I said, it's, it's affecting Jackson State in a big way. So just to recap for uh, those of you who may not be following, which I don't think there's anybody out there not following it. As far as Jackson State, the men and women's team were both scheduled to play in the semifinal round of the uh, SWAC tournament in Birmingham under some stipulations, obviously because of what's going on with the coronavirus. Uh, no band would be in attendance, no cheerleaders, only family members and essential personnel. And a lot of other you know conferences were doing the same thing. So the team was set to go. And in fact, the teams were on the bus. They were en route to Birmingham. And uh, just on social media, you could see the players posting pictures and video you can see both coaches coach reed and coach brent posted video from the bus as they were leaving campuses on and, and on the road uh being escorted all the way to birmingham and then all of a sudden the announcement came down from the swack again while they were on the bus so how devastating is it you know for the team to to get turned around mid-trip what do you think that was like you know for them being on the bus i can't i can't imagine uh you know you you had to coming off hosting a game and winning 
and and knowing that now you're two wins away from uh, going to the NCAA as far as the March Madness tournament, uh, you load the bus, you get up this morning, you get on the road, and 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 you on the way there only to be told it's not going to happen. And and I then I think that you know chronologically, it was one thing to be told, okay, and I'm speaking for the women's team mm-hmm. that the SWAT tournament is now not going to take place. But since you guys won the regular season SWAC title, then you are the automatic champion and will represent us in the NCAAs. And then a couple of hours after that, you learn that even that tournament is not going to take place. Right. Uh, It was just gut punch after gut punch. And I I really feel, you know, for all the players, uh, particularly the seniors, particularly those, you know, who uh, have been with this program and even to the second year coach, you know, Coach Reed, just looking forward. Uh, because you have the momentum, you're number one. Been uh, almost swag losses, I think two swag losses, and and now uh, here you are, you know, going to the tournament that you feel very confident and strong that you're going to, you know, win the tournament, and you don't even get a chance to do it. Right. Uh, so you know, I can't. I, I sympathize with our student athletes and our staff that has managed this entire season, but it's it's just something I think you have to experience uh, to be able to speak to how that feels. Yeah, just kind of up on what you were saying, Chris, uh, in terms of uh, I just can't imagine. And and the thing that I kind of kept in mind today was just the momentum going forward and the excitement, uh, the excitement of the Jackson State fan base uh, that has really been behind this, this women's program all season. And uh, they were, there was excitement building for the men as well. And I, I just can't imagine – uh, being in such a fluid situation mm-hmm. because I, I I had, you know, an inkling that, you know, after uh, Adam Silver kind of made, kind of, you know, turn, changed the paradigm, if you will. He set the ball in motion. Down the NBA last night. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I you know, after that happened, I think commissioners around the country uh, and leagues around the country really had to stop and reevaluate whether what they were doing was the right thing. And I know uh, uh, Dr. Charles McClellan probably went through that calculus with his staff in Birmingham today in terms of what to do. And and as I understand it, it was after a lot of consultation with uh, health professionals and other governing bodies, uh, the NCAA as well as as other uh, conference commissioners, that they uh, made the decision. And you kind of saw it in a wave within an hour. So I just can't imagine how it must have been uh, in route uh, with all this momentum and then for the rug to kind of come from under you like that. Right. And, and I, I, it will say, Charles, and, and it, it is, I think, exponentially compounded uh, when you are a lady tiger and you have to believe that this is your tournament, this is your year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you weren't going in, you know, as, as an underdog. You were going in as the favorite. And I will say this on behalf of the Tigers, the men's team. One, even from a regular season perspective, there is not a team in the SWAC that is just clearly better than them. There's not yeah, a team in the yeah. SWAC that you just say, well, if they play five times, the other team is going to win five. <laughs> and so this team is scrapping and pretty talented, and so they always have a chance. And then you, you get on another streak and, and you and you secure the four spot and you host the game. You have to believe that those guys believe we can win two more. They could take it. They thought it was, it was theirs. That they weren't they weren't they weren't getting on that bus this morning as an underdog. They were getting on the bus as just as much as a favorite as the women were. 
And so to have mm-hmm. that happen and your favorites has to just be a huge gut punch. I can only imagine. Yeah, wow. and, and I said on, on my radio show this past week, guys, uh, that uh, I, I really like the matchups uh, for both teams in terms of starting quarterfinal on Tuesday. And I saw a pathway. Uh, uh, well, like you said, Chris, uh, the women were favorites going in, and I, and I wanted their revenge against Alabama A&M, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and, and was looking forward to the winner of Texas Southern and Southern. But on the men's side, I, I said all season that it has been a, a razor-thin margin of error from uh, the number one seed through about the, at least uh, the, the, the sixth or seventh seed in terms of uh, just finding that third score for either team uh, they could step up at any point in time. And I felt as though uh, we were in very, very good position to take on the likes of Prairie View or take on the likes of Texas Southern uh, Southern on our eight-game win streak. But, you know, we were their kryptonite. We, we were 2-0 and against Southern this past season. So I felt good with the matchups going forward. Let me ask you guys this. Did, did, did you... I just think that has to, that has to compound a disappointment. Let me, let me ask you guys this. Did, did you see this coming – uh, you know, as of last night, for example, the NBA canceled the season or, or suspended the season and other conferences were, were canceling the tournament before our team even left. Now, I called it last night. Charles, Charles will tell you, I, I, I sent him a text. I said, I, I predict that there will be no more college basketball games. Uh, but obviously the team went ahead and yeah. Texas Southern, from what I understand, they were already in Birmingham before we got there. Right, Charles? Yes, yes, they were already in Birmingham. Uh, they were uh, they were flown over on uh, Thursday, so they were already there. there. So did you guys you know, Corey, really I, think I, this I, tournament I, would, I, would happen? I, I saw it coming. Okay. I didn't want to believe that it would happen before Sunday night. Okay. And so mm. I was optimistic that we would get finished. Okay. Uh, so if you ask me what I thought 24 hours ago, uh, I thought the SWAT tournament would take place without fans. Mm-hmm. I thought we would crown a champion. And the gut punch for us would then be that the NCAAs were canceled. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I really thought that the SWAT would get finished just because of uh, the controlled environment, the proximity. Uh, you know, we're traveling mostly by buses instead of playing. You know, just, just, a, just a whole bunch of key ingredients that it made it possible for us to get two games in you know, before all these major dominoes started to fall. Uh, because, you know, the NBA, who, who kind of kicked this thing off, they're, you know, they're a different animal. Uh, they mm-hmm. have teams who have to travel by plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have teams that are playing all over the country in different venues. And so from an organizational standpoint, they're trying to manage multiple facilities and multiple sites and hotels and logistics where it's the SWAT championship is. Okay, once we get these eight teams, you know, to Birmingham, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, these, we, we can really make something shake. I was, I was optimistic, but I was also being realistic that this, that this could happen. I felt that the the major conferences would would start canceling and it would kind of trickle down to the swag. Now, what, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, but I wasn't looking at it from that standpoint. I just felt like, you know, again, those other conferences would do it, and it would just be, uh, you know, just only a matter of time at at that point before the SWAC, you know, kind of followed suit. Well, you know, when I looked at it last night, I, I, and Corey, uh, I thought it was a paradigm shift. Uh, I thought uh, Adam Silver was uh, probably out in front of this oh, yeah. more than, you know, what what many might say um, uh, that our government was. <laughs> out in front of it better than our government uh, yeah. in terms of recognizing yeah. the severity of what was about yeah. to happen. 
and I don't want to I don't want to dis- de- diminish uh, the credibility and kudos to his leadership, uh, but I do want to say that unlike our commissioner, uh, he had players that have confirmed tested positive. Good point. And Why? So, uh, he he had more. He had to act and this was, fast. Again, part part of the reason thinking that we were going to be a little different. He gotcha. had proof positive. This has already touched us. Mm-hmm. I can't let it spread any further. He didn't have a choice, Whereas really. The, the college games or the SWAT games in particular, we don't have that kind of data or evidence yet. I was hoping that, okay, Monday morning when we get done, it's right. a wrap. Great point. So I kind of figured yeah. this was going to happen point. for college baseball. I kind of figured that this is going to happen for people's spring games. But I really thought the SWAT tournament was going, was going to get to take place. Now, Chris, you, you touched on it. You, you talked about that. They got on the bus. Oh yeah, once they got on the bus, Chris. Let, let me say this, you, you, and you kind of talked about it. You said that double gut punch as far as first the uh, SWAC tournament being canceled, and then ultimately the NCAA tournament being canceled. Because after the SWAC tournament was canceled and, and the team was headed back, Coach Reed she actually made a post, just kind of expressing her disappointment. But she was holding out hope that they would play in the tournament. So that hope was definitely there, and literally. An hour after she made that post, the news came down. So again, that that double gut punch, I, man. I can only imagine. I can only imagine how that, you know, just a roller coaster of emotions. <clears throat> when you know, obviously finding out earlier in the week that you know game may be canceled or the tournament may be canceled, and here, okay, well, you'll play, but with you know a few only a few fans and you know limited media. Then think you're going to play, and then the swag tournament is taken away, and then. I wasn't on the bus, Corey Charles, but I have. Coach Reed telling the players that you're trying to console them and motivate them. Okay, okay, ladies. We are SWAT champions, regardless of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And we are going, and I know our heads are down, but we are going to represent the swag at the big dance. Right. And you're using that as the carrot on the stick to mm-hmm. say, okay, get your heads up. You got work, you got something else to do. And this is that message is starting to resonate with them. <laughs> it's like you sold them a dream because now that's taken from. Yeah, uh, it's, right, it's, right. It is. It is. It, 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 these are just trying and difficult times, and we are now. We are. We are a nation that is uh, entrenched and ingrained and just attached to sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports has, has caused political change. It, it was part of the civil rights movement in America, uh, so it's yeah. caused social change. Uh, it has undoubtedly caused financial change. Oh, yeah. People. You know, there are people who have gone from nothing to billionaires because of sports. And I don't care if they're selling hot dogs at a stadium or actually being on the field to play. But we are now about to approach a window in America that for the next 30 to 45 days, who knows long, no sports. There will be no sports taking place of any yeah. kind, <laughs> you know. And, and since since radio and TV, that has never happened before. Yeah, this is unprecedented. When Charles, so, yeah, when Charles mentioned the, you know, those, those events that happened that caused cancellations or delays, you knew, okay, well, this is a three-day morning period or four days of this, or we'll get back to normal. Uh, but we are, we are, as far as the United States goes, this could be our normal for anywhere from three to six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or yeah, it could not true. happen at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, definitely. I, I can just, again, I can yeah, just imagine. I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny today because I really kind of stopped and thought, <laughs> what is ESPN going to broadcast for the next thirty days? Because <laughs> there's nothing. A bunch of reruns. It's going to be the, the, yeah, I, the ESPN History Channel, ESPN the old ESPN Classic Channel. 
that they were just going to repeat all their 30 for 30. And then somebody said, well, after about a week, they just going to start showing Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is no content. There's no content. You know, yeah. Sports Center, ESPN, uh, the nature of this podcast, mm-hmm. the, all of these things were born out of people requiring up-to-date information in detail, rapid advance. But now there are no scores to refresh. You know, yeah. there, there are no stats. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward for a lot of people. It is. And not to mention, you know, that's a whole nother show, but we're talking about the jobs lost and just, I mean, Wow, I don't even want to get into all that. But hey, I, I will say this: there was some. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say, you know, speaking of of, of jobs, that uh, you know, whether it was our own campus or just the SWAC in general, other conferences, jobs are attached to success in the tournament, mm-hmm. and, and now there is no tournament. You know, and, right. and so that that ripple effect is real as it, as it relates to contracts. Uh, employment, the economy, moving forward, mm-hmm. the recruiting window. So depending on how long this thing lingers out here and when contracts actually do expire, everything is in limbo right Everything's now. in limbo. You know, everything's you, on hold. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I will say this. There was, I, so, some, there was at least some good news today <laughs> and, and out of all this. While the, the team was on the bus, I, at this point they were headed back to Jackson, uh, at least the news came down of the the postseason awards. So we had several several Tigers who got recognition, starting with Amisha Williams, Defensive Player of the Year, as well as uh, First Team All-Conference. Marnisha Hamer, First Team All-Conference. Deja Rogan, Second Team All-Conference. On the men's side, we had Javius McKinney, Defensive Player of the Year. Roland Griffin, Newcomer of the Year and First Team All-Conference. Tristan Jarrett, second team all-conference. So that's exciting. I don't know if we've had six Tigers represented on, on those uh, award, postseason awards list and you know combined. Have, when was the last time we had those many players recognized? Um, yeah, you know, I had to think I, about I, it today because <laughs> I, I was going back to Lindsey, Ryan, mm-hmm. and I kept going back to maybe Purvis and Eugene Short during that time. And then the women had to be good at, at the same time, though. I mean, we're talking about six in all. So not just a, a good men's team. We're talking about, you know, both having players that who were worthy. Exactly, exactly. It was definitely a banner year for both uh, men's and, and the women's. Uh, side of the ledger, but you know, kudos to, to all those players. You know, you take a look at uh, on the women's side, Anisha Williams, uh, Marnisha Hamer, and Deja Rogan. They were stalwarts uh, for that women's team. And and mm-hmm. and taking a look at uh, on the men's side, I mean, a guy like Javis McKinnis who can just jump out the gym. He was one of the leading rebounders in the swag. He led the swag and and blocked shots. He's a presence uh, <laughs> down low. And I tell you what, it, it was fun watching both teams uh, this past season through the ups and the downs. But they were really fun uh, watching. And I can't leave out yeah, Coach Reed. You know, I, I agree. You know, when you look at you know newcomer year in a row, I, I cannot think of a game that we lost because of him. But I will mm-hmm. tell you this. When that guy comes to play, we don't yeah. lose games. You know, we, we we win. We may may not have ever lost a game because of something he did or didn't do, but the games we win, we win because of his productivity and activity and when he shows up. And and I think he was rolling into the upswing, you know. Uh, he was getting to the peak of the bell curve at the right time, leading into having two games left. Because when he gets those moments that he wants to take over games, he can flat out do it. And nothing could so stop him. I, mean, I think for the men, 
no surprise in defensive player of the year and then no surprise in newcomer's year because that guy makes you think he's been in the swag two or three years because he's so dumb. Indeed. <laughs> you, you, you keep on making up scenarios. Yeah, you start making up scenarios when he was on the team last year. <laughs> you know? yeah, you're right. You're right about that. You know, Chris, I affectionately say he has that old man game. Whenever you see, you got that old man in the Y, and you know oh, yeah. he's just gonna work. Yeah, he looks like, that, that. I call him. I call him. I affectionately call him Black Moses because yeah. he looks like a young guy today. And I mean, <laughs> and, and, and some people say it's Norm Dixon, but uh, he 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 can flat out ball. Uh, he I'm here for the flash, and you know mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here for the stink, not the sizzle, and he goes to. Uh, and it was going to be interesting to see him Very in the tournament and what numbers he put up. So, no surprise in seeing him get newcomer. Uh, proud of him for accomplishing that. And, and, and as you're saying, Corey, like to have the men and the women kicking and clicking at the same time to get those kind of postseason accolades just shows the promise that they had. You know, to go to Birmingham and win two games. And I can't. We can't leave out Coach Reed. She was uh, named Coach of the Year. And that's not surprising, but you know she's just been doing an amazing job since she set, stepped foot since she since she set foot on campus. So, kudos, congratulations yeah, I, I to would her. Love, I would love to, and, and just I would, you know, I would love to see you know the the votes for these awards because <laughs> I'm always intrigued by that one dentist that voted against Dentine, mm. and, and and so for some <laughs> folks out there, uh, uh, you know, or, or, or like the the the, the voter who, who didn't vote for uh, Jeter, for, you know, uh, for for Hall of Fame, Shaquille O'Neal you know, too. He, when Shaquille O'Neal won so, it, he was one vote yeah, short, so, short of uh, unanimous. Yeah, and so if if Coach Reed didn't get Coach of the Year, it's like, oh, right, clear, even though it's a civil award. When you look at what she accomplished year one, getting that team to the tournament finals, you look what she accomplished year two, you know, just manhandling and dominating the swag, you know, um, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Right. You, you know, I, I, I told uh, A.D. Robinson last year at the uh, swag tournament that uh, I, I believe Coach Reed is going to be the coach that lifts the lid off of uh, the kind of the uh, malaise that is kind of – settled over Jackson State Athletics and I was I, and that was another reason I was really looking forward to this tournament because uh, I, I really thought that this was going to be a, a tremendous moment in Jackson State Athletics uh, folks spoke for uh, not only the women's team but the men's team as well I really felt confident going in absolutely so I, I did too uh, with, with all the, the talent that we had and obviously it, it, it shows with the postseason awards that just leads me back to that question what could have been, man? What, what could have been had we played in the tournament? You know, starting with the men, they had a lot of momentum. Uh, you know, weren't the, the one seed, but definitely had the the confidence to go in there and win it. And you know, it, they were on a roll. Could they carry that? Could they have carried that momentum into the tournament and, and won it and got to the NCAA tournament? And and even snacks. You know, he was so disappointed. You know, this was his time. That you know, I think he was going to dress out for the games. Imagine if they had gotten into the big dance and, and snacks. Snacks Mania had gotten to the NCAA tournament, man. So, wow, it's just heartbreaking for us to not have a, the opportunity. And then on the women's side, the favorite, I really think they would have taken it. And then once you get into the tournament, who knows? Could we have gotten a 15 seed? Could we have gotten a 14 seed? Could we have, you know, upset a, a two or three seed in the tournament? We, we'll never know. And that's the that thing that hurts as much as anything. See, this, this is why you host this thing and get us together. <laughs> you, you have this this long range. I, 
I had considered swag get, uh, uh, snacks getting on the floor in a swag tournament. I had envisioned us getting a big enough lead in one of these games that he could get some playing time. But I had not stopped to think about what it would mean uh, for the swag, for Jackson State, for Mississippi, for Jackson, if snacks gets on the floor during the NCAA. Wow. Uh, you, you would almost you would almost have to start it. I mean, you know, man, yeah, you, you almost have to let him jump ball. You know, uh, I mean, the story that that would have created, uh, and because let's let's just be frank, and we don't have to go into any details. Twenty twenty, as far as the news cycle in Jackson State, uh-huh. didn't start off with a with a positive thing for us. And then this right. happens. You know, Thomas Lee comes out of nowhere as far as his notoriety nationally, and now Jackson State in the Google searches is all positive news. Mm-hmm. And and right. I hadn't even stopped to core. I hadn't even stopped to think about him not only dressing but playing. That would have been in something. Big dance. That would have been amazing. Yeah. So, that would have been a handful of stories. I almost worked the risk of getting shit. It's <laughs> no bad. That, and again, it was something about that men's team. It, it was something. I think Snacks ignited it. That I mean, blowing teams out, man. I mean, just the way they were playing. I, I really think they were destined to take it. And hey, well, again, yeah, we'll I, never I'll know. Tell you this, I happened to 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 talk to Coach uh, Burke about it, and uh, I don't. I, you know, I don't want to take take anything away from 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 somebody's effort and their acumen but you know sometimes you have these intangibles in sports and, you and being yeah. being at the being at the AHC uh you know when we were starting that that run that run rather where okay guys if we win mm-hmm. we're not only in you know we host right mm-hmm. and that only gets you so far but hearing Coach Burke talk about when he told the team that if you guys are dominant and get a lead, mm-hmm. we will be able to play the guy that y'all have been wanting to play. And yeah. you know, everybody was expecting him to just dress uh, and just do the warm-up. Nobody was expecting him to get in the game. But the team dug deep so their manager, their senior manager, get on the floor. And I'm telling you, I can't prove this because it's not a, a, a right. science like two plus two. Right. But – what the way we finished the ease of the, the end of the season and the momentum we were about to take into the tournament, it is all directly attached to that snacks moment. And and, and uh, Coach Brent will Im- Coach Coach Brent exactly. admits that. Exactly. Right. Yeah, there there you could you could just feel like, oh man, these guys somebody got, they got something yeah. to galvanize around now. Yeah. You well, know, it's, it's they, they got a reason. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. They really galvanized around that, that that intangible, and we mm. saw just much better play uh, from this men's team. Uh, and I, I tell you what, just the positive energy—you couldn't have said it any better in terms of of, of the, the 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 recognition that uh, that Snacks brought to the university. And it, it was a game changer. It was a 180, if you will, in terms of positive news cycle for Jackson State and Jackson State Athletics. So, you know, ah, man, uh, this is a tough thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> tough. And we have more questions to answer. Uh, for for me, and I know we have a lot more, you know, pressing issues in the world right now. And but this is something that you know, at some point, eventually, you know, we I say we, not not us on the podcast, but administration is going to have to, you know, face this. What do we do with Brent? I mean, we talk about a coach on the last year of a deal. Uh, you know, you could say his you know future may have been tied to 
the tournament, his success in the tournament. You know, we can't say that for a fact, but you know, it's kind of the speculation. So kind of like getting an incomplete on a, on a, on a grade in class, you, you know, do you pass or fail when you have that incomplete? So, I mean, what, what do you do? Do you, do you, do you, well, one, I, I'm I'm glad I'm not the vice president and director of athletics. Right. Decisions. It's certainly not my thing. We have a very capable uh, person right. making these kind of decisions. Um, so I'm speaking from more of a 30,000-foot level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that it's far-fetched to, to make historic, uh, quote-unquote, assumptions that head coaches – in the last year of a contract, meaning they didn't have an extension beyond the current year, that their opportunity to get a new contract is a direct result of how far they take this year's team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that is historic in its nature in collegiate sports. I think it's a realistic expectation. I think it's a realistic measuring tool. Uh, Now, in this situation, we are in unrealistic waters. And so – Inasmuch as a successful tournament run, be it the finals or actually winning and going to represent and competing well there, bodes well for you to study. Mm-hmm. Flip side of that is I can't say that these circumstances put you in a situation where you should be or that you will be not retained. So I want to I want to kind of take it back, you know, before we even heard of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh if you look at Brent's previous six, six and a half, seven years, uh, I think that was indicative of why he came into this year on the final year of a contract. Uh, and yeah. so that kind of was what it was, is what it is. You know, before before Snack dressed out, before anybody ever coughed or coughed or sneezed in China, we just kind of knew the deal. You know, that this had to get done before the end of the season. When it didn't get done, you got to win it all to really have a good exit interview and sell yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but now if I look at the totality of it, uh, fourth place is the middle of the pack. You know, so they're mm-hmm. right in the middle again. But as Charles said, and, and I, I think it is, it bears out in numbers. One through four, maybe one through five, are just about damn equal in this way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, as yeah. far as points scored, points allowed, turnovers, assists. You know, there is not a big gap there. Uh, so there, there, I think there's there's room because of the way this season ended, there's room for a one-year extension. Uh, because one thing you, we have to keep in mind, I'm going like deep in the weeds on this, probably beyond the scope of your question. We don't know how this virus is going to impact recruitment and signing. And to switch coaches and try to hire a coach in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, how the hell does that work? Right. I'm not saying that hey, exactly. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just asking, how does it work? Uncharted territory. Realistically, not retain this coach, not retain this coach, hire a new coach, and they got to go sit on people's couches wearing face masks. And let let me add another wrinkle to that, (laughs) Neely. Let let me add another wrinkle to that as well. I don't know if you've considered this. We have a situation with uh, our president as far as we don't have a a full-time president at this point or or a long-term president. So. And you, yeah, do you factor that in? Do you can you make a coaching change when you basically don't have a president? I know we have an acting president, but I, again, I, I think you I think you have to factor it all in because when you take a look at and Chris, you, you touched on it in terms of of recruiting, uh, in terms of of having an interim president at the current moment. You know, how do you make 
uh, a seismic change, if you will, uh, at, at, at the head coach of your men's basketball team uh, during the course of a worldwide pandemic. Uh, I just find it difficult uh, to sort of shift gears when you have uh, that, you know, phenomena in place. Um, and I, I, like you said, I, I would hate to be, you know, right. a, a decision maker trying to uh, make that decision right now. But you just kind of put the, the, the factors into place and, you know, you just kind of kind of shrug your shoulders. And, you know, I, I think you, you have to move forward in, in terms of taking a look at a, a, a one-year extension at, at a minimum uh, going right. forward. Yeah. Well, now, now I, I, as a person who made that point, let me make up my own counterpoint. Uh, we have a very capable um, athletic director, very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. uh, very aware of ripple effects, consequences, unintended consequences, how these things all connect and correlate. Micro and macro guy, he gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also have a we also have an AD who was in the fortunate position because of said performance that he got his own contract extension before we had a presidential change. So if there's anybody on that campus that has the quote-unquote uh, job security counted by their acumen and ability to make yeah. a decision like this, it would be our AD. You know, because yeah. some, some universities, the AD is on the last year, too, but he is, and there's no president, so he ultimately doesn't have a boss, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, actually signed an extension, you know, in, in 2019. So he, he, he now has that 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 voter confidence, that contractual voter confidence, that he can go out and do things and feel feel mm-hmm. pretty confident in it, confident right. and competent in it. Now, having said that, you know, this is a situation that is so uncharted as mm-hmm. far as this pandemic is concerned. It's wise counsel to just take a step back right, and say that right. even though the evidence points that I should make a change, the timing mm-hmm. of the change yeah. is not necessarily right. yeah. The, the best time, you know, because we, yeah. we got to recruit. Uh, uh, you got to get somebody familiar with the ways of SWAC and yeah. Jackson State operates. Meanwhile, they can't travel. Meanwhile, there's yeah. nobody on campus even attending classes. So there's no support system behind them. You know, this, these what ifs can go on and they on can. and on. So that kind of all of that leads to keep what you got. Well, I'll, I'll say two things. I, I think I think the question may I, I think the question may answer itself based on how long this thing plays out. Because if if it goes so long, I think we we may not have a choice but to you know keep going in the direction that we're going. So you know it may just answer yeah. itself. I I will say this though, if I'm Coach Brandon, I'm not brought back. That would just stay with me for life. Like that would have to sting because you know he was going in that tournament with the mindset of we can we can win this thing, and I'm and I'm coming back next year. Oh, no doubt. So for that to be yeah, cut yeah, short yeah. by by you know and, something and, uncontrollable, and, and, and then and him not to be brought back, it would hurt. Make no mistake about it. I'm not, I'm, and I'm certainly not talking about conversations I've witnessed. I'm making assumptions here. Just as much as those guys knew that they were playing to get snacks in the game. They also learned their plan because they want their coach back next year. Because that's when it originally started. Exactly. That's when that's when yeah. their, their so, first winning streak originally started. When it seems like uh, Coach mm-hmm. Brent's back was kind of against the wall, and that's when they went on that winning streak. So it happened twice. It's first with yeah, Coach Brent, and then again with snacks. Home game against Grandma. Right. Yeah. And guys, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this to you: we we deal in the, in the industry as far as sports goes. Uh, that you're only as good as your last game. 
Mm. You know, and, and so we what we have to look at is your last game. And one thing that we can unequivocally say about Coach Matt, one last game. Mm-hmm. Going away, one and going away. One, one last game before that, <laughs> and went, yeah, the game before that to to secure that home game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when you look at you know true evaluation of this season, yes, you finished at, at number four. You know, I get that is what it is, but you finished on a note uh, that was indicative of the arrow is pointing up and things right. are getting better, uh, and that is far better in some of the years in his tenure where you finished the season and the arrow was clearly down. Uh, yep. flat or maybe even pointing down. Great point. Uh, Great and, point. That, and that's Great. without consideration of the pandemic. That's just, let's just look at sports mm-hmm. and we had a tournament get canceled. Well, what did we look like before we went to the tournament? And we looked, we looked, we looked there yeah. promising. It, 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 it'd be hard to argue against that point yeah so so we'll we'll wait and see I and mean, we're waiting to see on on all of this so uh but definitely with coach brent we'll, we'll see how it plays out but that leads me to my next question what's next just with uh you know the, the university and the, the sports in general this is what we do know all eight universities in the state will extend spring break one additional week classes will resume on monday march 23rd and will be taught online and via other alternative instructional methods this is coming from dr alfred rankin the commissioner of higher education he also said the situation remains fluid and university plans are subject to change in response to new information and recommendations received so it is a uh you know wait and see approach but what do you guys think about you know obviously we're, we're kind of looking into the future because we don't know you know how this thing's going to play out but potentially with um spring ball do you think there's a possibility of of us having a spring practice because Spring sports, you know, per the SWAC, spring sports have been shut down until March 30th. Obviously, we don't know what will happen after that. We don't know if we'll reevaluate or, or, or where we'll be, but I guess there's still the hope of spring ball. I mean, I think we're going to complete wait and see. Yeah, I, I, I think there's hope. I, yeah. Uh, but I agree with Chuck. It's, it's totally wait and see. And I think that by nature of logistics that these are week-to-week or maybe two-week window decisions. Uh, right. And so when you decide on the first of the month that you're going to postpone something, you're not even going to look at it again to the 15th. You know, it, yeah, it, right. it's a two-week window, you know, and that's not even counting the science of the uh, the virus that's spreading. I'm just talking about purely the logistics of getting a campus back open and dorms back, you know, and, and, and all those mechanisms going. Uh, and so every time we kick the can, you kick the can 10 to 14 more days, and eventually yeah. you're in May. And I, I don't want to throw this out, and it's non-sport related, but it's D.I. Love related. Uh, I do hope that no matter what happens uh, with this virus within reason, that we can still find a way as a university that uh, 50 years later the Gibbs Green class are still able to have their graduation ceremony. Uh, because part of this year, 2020, uh, the whole yeah. plan was that leading up you know, to the anniversary of Gibbs Green, that the class uh, of 70 that did not get to have their graduation were going to have it this year. And if everything continues to be suspended, delayed, here again, you know, they miss out on a milestone wow. beyond their control. Didn't even think so about there, that. There's a lot of social capital, you know, that's that's impactful here to our university. Uh, and, and, that, mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily touch the other schools because that's a personal right. thing to us. Uh, but I'm right. with Chuck. I think it's a waiting seat, and we just remain hopeful and optimistic. This, this thing really could, if people do right, 
<laughs> this thing won't spread. Right. We're back to business as usual in two weeks. Uh, but if this thing ex- escalates and spikes like it can, you know, there's not going to be any classroom sessions or any spring ball, you know, this semester. And we just got to hope that we get some summer ball, <laughs> you know, right. get, get some, uh, some two-a-days in August because this could stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Very, very good point, Chris. Very good great point. point, great point. Well, you know, everyone, you know, just continue to educate yourself and, you know, stay safe, do the right things, because I, I think the key is keeping it from spreading. If we can keep it from spreading and keep it under wraps, I think, uh, you know, we can be back to norm pretty soon uh but you know i'd hate to see uh the opposite of that so everyone again educate yourselves and and do the right things guys thank you uh for joining me for this episode some excellent talking points i know the listeners will enjoy it and uh let's just uh you know keep our fingers crossed let's pray for the best and uh you know let's wait and see what happens no doubt about it that's all the best thing we can do right now i think uh uh undoubtedly uh, people now understand the severity of what's going on, so we have to do what's best uh, for for all of us moving forward in terms of of, of not uh, doing things. I, I guess uh, out of the norm. Uh, we've all gotten uh, recommendations from the CDC uh, as far as just simple things that we can do to keep this virus from from going forward. So by all means, we must do that. Absolutely. That'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users rate and review the show. And everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. Leave a question or a comment while you're at it and we'll be sure to read it on air. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting every episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for the support. And on that note, go Tigers! Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.